This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yes, you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where you can go to patreon.com slash says who on a Sunday. And if you give at the five or ten dollar a month level, you can hear a whole nother episode of this. Who wouldn't want that? Hmm? Nobody. That's who at patreon.com slash says who. This is the book, Stan. Yeah, I've heard of them. Oh, what can I say about books, Stan? Christ, that was loud. (laughs) That was really loud. Books, they're just a thing that lets you not be where you're at. So why not get a book and go into it and you stay there? It's a good time. I've written them books. You can read them. I'll take you somewhere and you won't come back. Books. If you would like to be somewhere where you're not and you would like to purchase your books on the Internet, you can go to kickbezosintheballs.org and that will connect you with our very own bookshop, which not only does it have links to Maureen's books, not only does it have links to books that I have done, it also has a search bar for most any book. So go on over to kickbezosintheballs.org and get yourself some books and get the fuck out of where you are in your mind. Ah! (laughs) If you would also like to buy other things on the internet, consider going over to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where we have shirts, uh, we have a real nice little throw pillow, we have fanny packs and mugs and other stuff at merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? Uh, I'm going to need... um. Oh, no. A 70 half pounders. That's not... Can you have a quarter pounder? Can you put fries... Into a bag, but like a big bag, like a feed store kind of burlap situation. I mean, bag. I, can, I can get you fries and you can put them in whatever you want after we've finished this transaction. Do you have um, some kind of shark sandwich? We have a fillet of fish. There's no shark inside a fillet of fish. It's mostly just cod and other pieces. Yeah, they put it on shark here. That's um, not a thing that anyone sells. Right. Uh, okay, and uh, 15. No. That's 150. This is a pretty big order for can you, you. Yeah, can you just fill my trunk with nuggets? It's I not mean, a euphemism. We can, we can, you can put the nuggets anywhere you want. Once oh, boy, that's finished this transaction. Oh, boy, that's not, not sounding good. Hey, kid, uh, it's me. and uh, Yeah, I figured. And, uh, well, he's having a party. Well, that's... Great for you, I guess, to have work again. Well, 
I mean, it's a kind of uh, qualified good, I guess. He's having a party and he wants to make it, and I quote, classy. So, um, oh. yeah. So we're having it catered. That's a good idea. Who's doing the catering? You. Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. This yeah. doesn't seem like a great idea. Well, it's not any reflection on you, kid. I mean, you put out a, you do an amazing job. You put out a quality project product, and you're an inspiration to us all. But um, you're real sure about that shark sandwich because they specifically said shark. And um, honestly, this is this request came from someone who literally tried to bite a baby seal once. So they are not, not fucking around yeah. with this shark. We don't sell shark. I don't think there's really any mass-produced shark mm. sandwiches at any major fast food establishment. It's yeah, not this a is a lot of work to just bread some fish, you know. Uh, you got to realize a lot of people at this party they they hunt endangered animals from helicopters with machine guns. So you know, this is they uh, they like it uh, rare and raw and uh, struggling. That's so also uh, not really anything that we can do. Everything's right. pretty much pre cooked here. So we you don't sell any up. endangered animals. No, you don't. No koala sandwich, or this really does seem like probably a conversation you should be having with a specialty caterer. I, I, I don't know how else to say this, but uh, I am. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Uh, again, uh, monkey feet. Would you deep fry an eagle for us? It's not a thing that we can do. Yeah, I got a really specific list here, but um, I think what we're going to do, kid, is um, can you do me this? Can we just relabel the packages? Like, give me a fillet of fish and just just write shark on it. This is the thing. If you drive another block down, yep. there's a pretty good art supply store that you'd probably be able to pick up pens or things oh. like that. Uh -huh. It's in the same strip mall that the FUD Records is in. So right. if you just try turn in there into that parking lot, mm -hmm. and it's just next to the big lots. Oh, is it the Michael's Craft Store or is it the... Yeah. Uh this you want to go? Okay, hop in, hop in. Let's go. We got some no, crafting I'm to do. Still working Make a here. You can these do it motherfuckers. Oh, they uh, look. They're gonna get their fried eagle, right? Come on, get in. We can bite feathers there. That's it. I'll, I'll just give me a bunch of wrappers. I'll shove a bunch of feathers in there. Feathers and French fries. And I say, here's your goddamn fried eagle. Now eat it, right? These people are not nice. They eat a lot of. They one time. You know what they call the zoo? They call it the buffet. Come on. Come with me, kid. Let's go. We'll get eagles, feathers, and we'll get uh, uh, some pens of glitter. Say glitter. That's what's in eagles, right? They're full of glitter. They say, oh, yep, we got all this eagle full of glitter and put it in the deep fryer. And uh, just, uh, just come with me. It's real jumpy right now. Do we need to start like that? 
I am a frazzled <laughs> Maury Johnson. I, I'm Dan Sinker. Oh. Ah. Maureen Johnson, before we get into everything. Uh, just rubbing my head. You look extra beardy today. Do I? Yeah. I don't. It's the same beard. Is it? Mm-hmm. Or do you Doesn't actually really. have a... Every day your beard does change a little, Dan. It's a little well, longer. I mean, so do we as people. That's what I mean. Isn't yeah. it nice? We grow as people every day. Yay. Good job, people. Good job, people. Uh, I don't know why I keep touching my face. Make sure it's still it's there. Suddenly, it is. It is. I... I was struck by something at 4.15 in the morning this morning when I was laying in bed looking at my phone, wondering mm-hmm. if everything was uh, still shitty in the world. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? Two years ago, at this exact moment in time, I was doing this exact same thing. <laughs> like I was checking my phone in the middle of the night to see yeah. if the hell that had now descended on Italy was going to end up here. And I realized I'm just right back there now. <laughs> Different set of hells. But here we are. Now, Dan. <clears throat> <laughs> I have spoken in the last few weeks about a certain sense of brain fog and stress fog and trying to get stuff done under the cover of, let's call it a veil of goofiness. In the world. That sounds more. Yeah. It's a veil of goofiness. That's what we'll call it. That sounds right. I will say um, this week hasn't hasn't improved that has not improved that situation. Really? The no. outbreak of war has mm. not improved the brain fog. It's weird. Today is we're recording this on Wednesday. Yeah. Which day so I guess spoiler alert to anybody who uh, we are going to get into a lot of stuff uh, this week. Uh, well, remember, this is a coping strategy, so uh, we gotcha. Um, <laughs> how many days into this uh, conflict are we? One week, exactly. Was Broke it out last... Wednesday night. Was it Wednesday uh, night? Wednesday night last week. So one week as of this day that we are recording. Yeah, late at night. We had recorded, and I was like, might be next week, but it turned out it was the next day. It was that night. Yeah, Oscar went in to take a bath, and then when he came out, I said, uh, uh, we're started. <laughs> yeah. So it started, uh, uh, that's when I remember, I was like, oh, he was in the bathtub, because he came out, and that's when I told him. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's been quite a week, but let's... Uh, slow down a bit Dan let's, let's we'll get right. there I like it how slow I don't know you're the one that said let's slow down I thought you had a direction we were heading slowly up not really no okay well there we go we could mention before we really get into it 
because there is a lot. And and let's be real here, Maureen Johnson. Mm. I uh, we are a day late and we are a day late in part because uh, it was the State of the Union address last night, which we will address. And I sat down to do notes and I realized like, oh, this might be weird if we're like, oh, also the State of the Union dresses tonight and then we don't talk about it. Uh, but also I realized I don't know how to fucking write about war in a uh, says who context. So right. here's my hope. We are not going to be very good war correspondents, Maureen. I don't think. Right. Don't think that's going to be our forte. We uh, certainly can acknowledge and talk about the things that are happening, but I would love the, if people were not turning to us for day-to-day -day war coverage because mm. we're going to do a bad job. Right. No, no, no. We're, they, we're not the people they send in for this. No. No. Because uh, it's just two people going, what is happening? What is happening? What? <laughs> Yeah, this is I feel like this has been the week of, well, that escalated quickly. Like this is that's what this week is. Yeah. Just the embodiment of that phrase. Indeed. I'm not I'm not laughing, laughing. It's a nervous <laughs> laugh. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel, though, like before we get into all the rest of this shit. Yesterday. Texas began to make good on their promise when they passed a bill where they would prosecute the parents of trans kids for child abuse. And they, they prosecuted their first family. And I just kind of feel like maybe before we get into international shit, before we get into anything else, like, this is fucking real and human yep. and like Jesus Christ. First of all, Dan, I want to show I, I'm inadvertently pride dressed today. Look at all of this. Yeah, you really are. Watch band shirt. Yeah, I got this kind of got it rain. All. These, I'm wearing a three quarter baseball shirt with what appear to be sort of bell bottom rainbow cuffs. Yeah. And the I, I didn't mean to become a walking pride flag. Uh, but now that I am, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy that that's what I accidentally did. Dan, what the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, is doing is kidnapping children. Yeah. He is kidnapping children from loving homes. Um, and the level of evil in this uh, is difficult to describe. So let's talk about what you can do. And. um it. One of the so a great place that you can turn to if you want to follow them on Twitter or uh, anywhere else, it's <clears throat> at Equality Texas. Yes, and they have a a list of resources. Uh, there's also at Trans Texas. I believe their uh, acronym for their organization is Tent T E N T, but you could go at Trans Texas or at Equality Texas, and. Basically, anywhere, like, those places have a lot of resources. And um, 
places like they can kind of guide you to resources and articles, but truly this is a, it's so goddamn evil. Yeah. That it, uh, it bends space and time. Um, this is, it, it, who we're really, Dan, just come on. Yeah. This is, uh, Here's uh, one thing. So the Texas gubernatorial primaries were last night. And Beto is now officially the Democratic gubernatorial candidate for the November Texas election. And we have certainly had our fun with the old Beto O'Rourke. I uh, would like to see him... Kick that fucker's ass. Uh, I I disagree, Dan. I would like Greg Abbott to be fired into the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Just drop kick him in the butt into the sun. Yeah, that's sort of what I'm looking for. Beto can skateboard his way along and just yeet yeet that guy right into the sun. (laughs) Kick, flip him in the balls. Yeet so him in the sun. If you are in any way affected by this, we are, of course, with you 10 billion percent. For real. Um, Dan, there, come on. This is this is why we are a day late. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all a lot right now, Maureen Johnson. I will agree with I, that. I will say the nerves at points have gotten to me this week. Yeah. It's, a little, it's been a little. I was like, oh, we're. Because, uh, you know, I don't want to list the bad things, Dan. I almost listed bad things. Well, let's shift gears to a little more comfortable wheelhouse, Maureen. Let's go back to Burger Town All right. for just a minute. Because even as the war in Ukraine was breaking out, the CPAC, conservative piece of shit conference, was underway. Former President Donald Trump giving a keynote speech and NBC reporter Mark Caputo tweets out a photo. The caption, Donald Trump is holding an invite-only reception for about 200 select supporters at CPAC. No donations to get in, parentheses, the first time that's happened in a Trump reception, according to an aide. On the menu, McDonald's. Dan, finally, I feel like I know know what to do now. Yeah. I'm back. I'm behind the wheel. Let's go. Sure-footing. Dan, there have been a lot of news stories in the last six years that we've covered, but I feel that, and I truly can say this, that no one, no one has gone as consistently in-depth and done as deep an analysis into Republican food choices as the two of us. So I just want to say congratulations to us on that. Yeah. No one has been following this story but us. No one. We're back, baby. Yeah. Would you like to describe the photograph that accompanied this tweet, Maureen? 
Well, first of all, it looks like the cross, it looks like a cross between an autopsy and a dark room. <laughs> and it's a dark room with red, for some reason, it's red lighting. It's heat lamps that are, These but are it's coming lamps. out as very, very red. Yeah. And there's dozens and dozens of little boxes under the heat lamps in this otherwise dark, and it looks like someone's sliding a tray along. Yeah, definitely. Like you would at a cafeteria. And they, if you look at their sleeves a little bit, that is clearly a wait staff. They look Mm. like little, like, like a little decorative on right, your waiter. like waiter right. uniform little decorative right. cuffs it's definitely not what a attendee would be wearing there is obviously the cpac the annual convention of oligarchs and online predators that uh we've you know we've grown to celebrate every year where there uh trump had a invite only reception for about 200 supporters and catered it with McDonald's. Yeah. So under these heat lamps, which also they they look like a fancy hotel reading lamp that would be sort of in the center. Imagine a hotel room with two double beds and a Mm. center console. And on that console is like a sterling silver uh, arc lamped, uh, you know, reading lamps. These are pointed directly at. Dozens of boxes from McDonald's. Yeah. Now, I'm looking at this photo in Photoshop, and I have enhanced it. Computer enhance. Yeah, exactly. Movie style. So the first set of boxes, of which there's probably two dozen, clearly read quarter pounder with cheese. Those are in the foreground. In the mid-ground, I have to zoom in a little bit, Big Macs. Oh, They're really? less Big Macs than Quarter Pounder with cheeses. Yeah, there's a okay. lot less Big Macs on offer. Uh-huh. Behind that, behind the Big Macs are the telltale, uh, a McDonald's hamburger, which does not get a box, right? but instead just, just gets wrapped into a wrapper. Right. And then... Things get a little murkier behind the McDonald's hamburgers, but I'm pretty sure Mm. that I can make out there's something in the middle between the hamburgers. It just appears to be be some sort of... I don't think it's nuggets because I think nuggets come in a box, though I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure what's in the middle. It looks almost like a brown paper, but I'm not sure what it is. And after that uh, is the red cardboard Telltale red cardboard of a fries. So they didn't even take the goddamn fries out of the sleeves and put them in a little thing that you could serve with tongs or anything like that. No, I think it's a grab and go like a right, like a medium fries. Yum. <laughs> and all of these heat lamps are just heating up the cardboard. Mm. That's some real gelatinous meat inside yeah. there. It does, but it has this eerie red glow to it. It's amazing. And, um, yeah. So, um, just on, on a sort of related note, Dan, I am, um, when everything kind of seemed terrible this weekend, 
uh, I had a lot to do and I woke up on Saturday or, and I was like, or Sunday, I guess it was. And I was like, Oh, I feel like I've, I feel like I've woken up with a hangover much of this week. Yeah. Even though I didn't drink anything. Yeah. Every morning I woke up, I was like, Oh God. And just kind of said, fuck it. Like I need some fresh air. Let's go. And so we got into a cab, scooped up the dog, went to Central Park. Yeah. We do this every once in a while when the weather gets just warm enough that we can do it. And Dexy loves Central Park with a, she loves it so much that she just starts crying with happiness on when she arrives. She goes like, ah, 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 and then she starts barking, just talking at the air, just bark, 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 bark. She cannot relax. She's got no chill when she gets there. So we take her, we took her on a long walk through the ramble up and down. And like, just, she loved it. And then I said, fuck it. Let's not go home yet. Let's go over to the central park boathouse, which has a restaurant, but they have outdoor seating, um, on the water that they Mm -hmm. weren't doing weight seating. Like it wasn't, wasn't weighted tables right now. It was a little too cold for that. So that just people, if they wanted, could just sit there. Yeah. So Oscar went over, sat down. There's basically no one there. Only one or two tables were occupied. So we basically had this beautiful little lakeside, pondside table outside. And I said, I'll run in and I'll get us two drinks, an actual glass of wine, like a goddamn adult den. So I went in to the to the bar because we were trying to figure out how to get it and yeah. i was like oh i think i have to go in and just up to the bar and pay for it and i'll take it outside so i go in and dan that place was packed to the rafters like fun it was it was like a it was a before times new york city sunday brunch it was good times had a wiggle your way to the bar Kind of to get Fun. the bartender's attention. I haven't oh, gotten good. a bartender's attention in yeah. quite a long time. I've forgotten how to do that. I'm uh, I was terrible the, at that. I was the only person with a mask. The only oh, one. Fun. Oh, at great. the whole. When I say the only one, that's not an exaggeration. In that whole goddamn room, I was the only one. Even the bartenders, except for one bartender had a mask on. The others had them around their chins. Hmm. Well, you know. So it was only me. With my N95 strapped to my face in a room full of, I don't know, 100 people or more. I don't know. <laughs> but I was in it, squashed in there with my little Fun. credit card going, uh, can I have a drink? And then uh, I took them outside and I plunked it down in front of Oscar. And I felt like, I was like, take every good little i'm gonna take every good opportunity i'm not just gonna do that now i'm gonna do it forever every good second every second i'm gonna twist it and and squeeze it till all the goodness comes out of it i like it just just wring it dry and the reason that relates to this photograph dan is um okay i forgot where we'd started we started with this photograph of cpac story right yeah you know this room is full of 200 maskless because oh, yeah. also right now also everyone's like oh cove was over. Yeah. I mean that's forget it like it's already forgotten. Oh yeah. Cuz the CDC was like why bother with ma-? like everyone's spring break lifting up their shirts 
showing their boobs. You know, it's that's where we're at, throwing beads. Yeah. So, um, I guess I guess uh, COVID's over now. <laughs> the um, in Chicago, the tourist attraction that n- no one that lives here ever wants to go to is Navy Pier, which is an old pier that has been converted into like you know. There's a Bubba Gump Shrimp Company there, which is pretty much everything you need to know about Navy Pier. Uh, but okay. it also has a very large Ferris wheel. And uh, Illinois lifted its mask mandate on Monday. And the governor was like, I really believe that we're going to do the right thing and, you know, be caught, you know, cautious and blah, blah, blah. And the next day, Navy Pier announces free rides on the Ferris wheel, and it's a fair, it's like a big ass Ferris wheel, like the London Eye. Like it's not like a carnival ride where you're out so in, in the open. You're in a little enclosed booth okay. if right. you're in if you're riding the Ferris wheel. Free rides on the Ferris wheel if you flash a smile first. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Cram on into a little enclosed glass booth and go up in the air with some strangers, unmasked. Woohoo! It's over. <laughs> Who's that? That was me. That was me. Uh, on a better it's over note. Uh, so there was a piece of shit here, a lawyer here in Illinois. So for those of you unfamiliar with Illinois, there's Chicago and the Chicago area. And then there's the rest of Illinois which is often referred to as downstate, uh, even if it is not actually downstate. But uh, so there's sort of like the Chicago area, which is very, very, you know, blue, and then downstate, which is rural and and far more conservative. There's a downstate lawyer who has been trying to overturn the various mandates since they were put in place. And he finally got one by various lawsuits. He finally got one to stick in that he... Uh, struck down mask mandates in schools. And so at the time originally that they announced that mask mandates were going to lift here in Illinois, the governor kind of said, but, you know, we're expecting to keep it in schools for a little bit longer because, you know, these kids are inside an enclosed room for a really long period of time, blah, 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 blah. But uh, couldn't get it done for a number of overly complicated reasons. So uh, the point of this story is to say that the teens high school went to mask optional on Monday. And he was very stressed out about that, as were we. And uh, he came back and we were like, how was it? He was like, it was good. There were like one kid maybe in any class not wearing a mask. And those kids were the assholes. And day two, yeah, I know. Day two, which was yesterday, he said was pretty much the same. Asked him to describe the kids. He was like, they're all like kind of short white guys that clearly listen to Ben Shapiro. Like, (laughs) yeah, it checks out. I never thought of teenagers that listen to Ben Shapiro. That's his whole aim. (laughs) Anyway. But that was very heartening to realize in a place where... People are looking out for each other. At least initially, the kids are all right. Good job, I think kids. The, kids. the kids are all right in a lot of places and a lot of yes. the time. 
I which agree. is why, yeah, I, I, I definitely um, let them run stuff is sort of. Yeah, good with it. But Maureen Johnson mm-hmm. is a long way of uh, ignoring Avoid. the fact that we yep. are a day late because the State of the Union address was last night. Joe Biden's first official State of the Union address. Because uh, the one you do right after you get elected is not technically a State of the Union address. And it wasn't done uh, in House chambers and all of that last year. So first real one. I watched it. How far did you get? Uh, Ten minutes. Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty good. (laughs) Ten minutes. We watched the whole thing sitting at the on our couch what were your mm-hmm. thoughts well dan <laughs> first of all uh, we thought it started at eight now realize again i live with an english person yeah so we put on it on the youtubes and i was like oh there it is and and then oscar noted he's like oh this is some sort of weird pre-game show for it or we're not going to watch a pre and I was like, oh fuck no and so he very <laughs> sensibly found some on YouTube I don't know how he found it but a British show with QI host Sandy Totsvig who is a absolute legend and wonderful comedian uh, they made some show I forget what it's called it's like basically she takes another female comedian or okay. presenter, and they go on a, they visit three places together okay. just to relax. And it's called oh. like Relaxing Britain or something, but it's funny and also it's relaxing and it's all about getting away and staying somewhere and relaxing. So she and we watched one with her and Sarah Milligan. Um, one of the things they did was go and they stayed in a beautiful house in the forest. And then took a relaxing sound, like meditative sound bath together. And they stayed in one house that was near, like it was built in 1500 and it's almost on the ocean. It's almost in the ocean. This house is so, it has like a drawbridge that can come up and it's, it's, they have things over the windows that they can throw over the windows because the sea regularly goes over the house. It was, it was but it, uh, after watching that for a bit, I was like, well, I'm not going to put on the State of the Union now. Now, I resisted this relaxation show, and now I've seen it, and I'm so happy that I wanted to take a sound bath in the woods with Sandy Totswig. Like, I, I want to do that instead. God damn it, let's go right now and take a sound bath in the forest in England. Let's go. Fuck this. <laughs> then we turned on the State of the Union. So that was the mindset I went into it with, mm, that I had just yeah. been in a meditative sound bath in the forest with Sandy Tosvig, and now I'm in this bullshit. When you put it like that, it's impressive that you made it 10 minutes. I know, right? I may have yeah. even made it 15. And Whoa. what I for- forgot was maybe even 20. I basically got through the Ukraine section, and then... Yeah, yeah that was probably about 15. Um, one thing I always forget about the State of the Union, is that it's a weird clap festival. Oh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. not just a speech. It's a, it's a weird clapping ritual. Yes. Um, like that song where you go, everybody clap your hands. It's like that. Yeah. And 
Um, you watched the whole thing. We I we watched the entire thing. I um, can I tell you where I tapped out then? Yes. It was right after he said Iranian instead of Ukrainian. Yeah. Yeah, that was a moment. But let's get into it because you saw the whole thing. Yeah. So I think even to back up. So like I said, this is the first State of the Union address in House chambers since Donald Trump. Right. And (laughs) uh, the. And so in, in that context, it was fine. Right. Because the bar is the fucking floor at that point. Mm, yeah. Like he crossed, he, you know, he crossed the bar. Um, it was striking. There were no masks. The House of Representatives lifted their mask mandate that morning. And as did the city of Washington, D.C. So, you know, that was clearly, clearly by design. A lot of it was was designed to make it so that they could kind of put forward this air of normalcy. Uh, one of the things that was also striking is it was relatively empty. I can't tell if they were purposefully seating people every other seat or what, but apparently a number of Republicans, including Marco Rubio, refused to go because they had to take a COVID test first. Right. He said because he didn't have time. Right. Yeah. It takes, you know, a long time to shove a thing up your nose for half a Mm -hmm. second. I will point out that my kids take COVID tests every fucking week to be at school. Right. So fuck you if you can't take a COVID test to attend the goddamn State of the Union. It uh, quite literally takes 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So there was the, the crowd was a little bit sparse. Um. But yeah, it was it's been a while since I've seen Joe Biden give a speech. And there is a level of kind of you you kind of white knuckle your way through it no matter what, you know. Uh I would say, but this speech was not was not written in a way that really worked for his strengths. It seemed like the entire thing was written without a single transition statement. So you were just yanked from one thing to another to another to another without ever getting a sense of like hi oh no did i hear you say yanked i'm here oh god damn it hey how's it going i'm your special correspondent hi there (sighs) are you talking about my man we are talking about joe biden's state of the union address yes he was great right i mean he was fine Ah, it was so good. Yeah, okay. What was your favorite part? Ah, the end? Oh, me too. (laughs) Uh, The delivery, I I described the delivery that uh, yesterday evening as sort of being delivered like a ball of yarn knocked off a table. Mm -hmm. He just kind of things would loop together in a weird and kind of improvisational way, I would say, in terms of how words came out. Oh, I'll um, tell you how words come out. Oh, I can boy. tell you a lot about how they come out. I forgot that you I was what? talking to Amy Carter's shoe. Hi there. Hi. This is, it's like Christmas for Amy. Uh, uh, that's right. Mama's birthday. 
Yeah, so you enjoyed uh, it, a, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah if the shoe did. fits, and the shoe fits, you know what I mean? <sighs> I know what you mean. Tell me more. Let's relive the experience. Uh, I don't want to relive the experience. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I mean, all well, of this is said, of course, with the context that anything that the man goddamn said was going to be better than anything Trump had said. The damn I'll right. I'll say that. Yeah, I'll That's say that. That's right. Yeah. But it just, I don't know. Like, in contrast to Trump, sure, it was great. In contrast to, like, Joe Biden, the candidate, I'm not sure that it met that bar. You know, like, there were multiple times that he uh, gave speeches or in debate performances or things like that where it's like all right man this guy's this guy seems pretty good all right i'll i can live with this um the biggest fucking moment it to me the for me where i real lost it was when he went on a big long tear about how we don't need to defund the police we need to fund the police which was great was really great. Liked that part a lot. Um, he spent seconds talking about voting rights. He definitely spent more time talking about funding the police than he spent talking about voting rights, which seems like a maybe a r- weird reversal. He did give a little bit of lip service to trans lip youth service. and also, oh boy, oh, sorry, sorry, keep on to trans youth and abortion rights. But he never explicitly mentioned that they were like explicitly. directly under attack uh, by Texas. Sorry, you got my attention. Sorry. The whole thing to me felt like he whole was. Thing. Uh, <laughs> it's just a word. It's just mm. words now. They're all You're just, just words. words. Yeah. It just felt like he was still kind of reaching for this fiction of bipartisanship. Reach for it <laughs> in a Congress where Republicans literally won't even show up. You know, it's like, come on, man, look around the fucking room. Like you've got clowns yelling at you during the goddamn thing. You've Those got bitches. fucking yeah. Amy will Amy will take care of them. Yeah, that'd be okay. <sighs> Maybe spend a little more energy in that direction, Amy. Oh, uh, don't um, worry. You know, and Republicans aren't there, and yet he's still trying to fucking get them to clap for shit. I'll clap for him. Yeah, I bet you will. I, I sure bet you will. do. Oh, I do. <sighs> Is Amy Carter Shue going to be here the whole time? Maybe. Oh, boy. Well, the State of the Union address, as Maureen, when she was here, mentioned, opened... Uh, talking about the state of Ukraine. Because the whole thing is delivered in the shadow of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, which to me maybe is why it felt like such sort of a weird, stilted, poorly written speech was because they kind of had to probably rewrite the entire thing like that day or, you know, in the couple of days ahead of it. Um, But yeah, that's really the main thing. Is the fucking world is at war again, Maureen? Yeah, I'm back then. Um, yeah. We. 
Yeah, it's um well it's incredibly terrible. The people of Ukraine have well, a couple of different things have happened. Certainly. Um they've certainly resisted. Yeah. In a way that I don't think anyone expected. They um there was of course the story of the Snake Island. Yep. Where uh there was a good twist to this story where this this place was being attacked by Russian soldiers and they said and the Ukrainians said Oh, this may be it. So should I say it? Uh, yeah, r- uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And then it was thought that all of those people on that island had died, but they are not dead. They no. are alive. It seems to be the case. So that is... I will say the last week has taught me a great deal of profanity in Ukrainian. Yeah. I'm really their appreciative enti- of that. Their entire response every single time is fuck you. Yeah, literally just fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Early on, to me, I think the moment where I was like, I think that this is maybe not going to go the way that everyone thinks was when video emerged, I think on day one of an older Ukrainian woman walking up to Russian soldiers being like, why the fuck are you here? Go fucking home. And they're just kind of trying to get her to move on. And she's finally like, take these sunflower seeds and put them in your pockets. So at least flowers will grow when you die here. (laughs) I was like, okay. Okay. We've set the tone. There's also the video of the guy who finds a, I guess, a pressure mine in the road. (laughs) Picks it up with his bare hands. I want to point out that so this man is now holding a pressure mine in his hands. He's got a cigarette in his mouth and like the whole time he's got just a marble sticking out of his mouth and he carries it with his bare hands this pressure mine into the woods. Yeah. Um, this morning there was video of two tractors taking away a, apparently some kind of $25 million Russian tank. Just... <laughs> And I think the Ukrainian government made some sort of, I don't know if this was a joke or not. I, I, that if you, anything that you've, like, if you get a $25 million Russian tank, you won't have to declare it on your taxes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the level, I, I mean, A, the level of fight that, that I think we've seen from, you know, every person, I mean, just not to say, there is a massive number of people fleeing, you know, and that's important to point out too. like the fucking actual human cost of this is gigantic. I think it's 600,000 refugees at this point and only going to go up from there. But, um, but not only has kind of the stuff that we've seen been, you know, very inspiring and uh, surprising both at the same time. They have just shown a real mastery of how to circulate stuff, right? Like, I mean, that's to me been the really most interesting thing, especially, you know, having spent the last five and a half years being like Russia's infiltrating social media to fucking, you know, fuck over the world. And then to see Ukraine just be like, 
hey, you want to see how to use the fucking internet? Let's go. You know, like, I mean, it is really impressive up to and including how Zelensky has done his videos and just, you know, being able to just be present and, and, you know, all of that has been really, really, I mean, Russia has not been able to get us, you know, you would expect them to be able to kind of go propaganda mad, but it's not true. Certainly the last week has shown the kind of Wizard of Oz nature of Putin. Yeah. There, yeah. He, where it seemed, he seemed unstoppable. And then, yeah, now then he just, he got pantsed. Certainly as two people that grew up in the tail end of the Cold War, you know, and then to kind of witness the rise of Putin and all of that, like the the specter of the Russian army is something that, you know, occupies space in our brains forever. And then to just see it, you know, I mean, there are videos every day of ordinary Ukrainians just walking out in the street and fucking stopping tanks, you know, or fucking with their hands demolishing shit with. Yeah, just barehanded. You know, or demolishing shit with Molotov cocktails. You know, I mean, it's just it is not the show of force that one would expect, at least not yeah, in the early days of this. A Ukrainian television just apparently showed something the other day. It was like, here's how you make a Molotov cocktail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're not just making normal ones. They're putting styrofoam in it, too. So they're actually making napalm <laughs> in, in bottles, which is wild. But um. But yeah, it is, uh, it, you know, it is it is hard to know wh- where things are going. I do feel like, you know, we want narratives in our brains want to see that there is going to be a quick win here, you know, but uh, war is fucking brutal, you know, and uh, it, it does seem like the Russians are accepting the fact that what they thought they definitely thought was going to be a very, very quick, just kind of run into Kiev, you know, install a, you know, puppet and be done. Um, it does seem like they are now shifting tactics to just lobbing missiles into cities constantly, which ain't great. Um, whole, um, the Russian banking system has collapsed. Yeah. Uh, their stock exchange is closed down. The ruble has crashed. Uh, all I mean, the real victim here, obviously, are the oligarchs who are having their mega yachts stolen. It's very yeah. sad. There was a Ukrainian uh, crew member of one Russian oligarch's yacht who decided fuck it and tried to sink it, <laughs> which is pretty great. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the the at the end of the day, as with any fucking war. Like. The people getting brutalized the most are the people on the receiving end of bombs in their fucking homes. The kids that are sent in to fucking fight someone else's shit, you know, like that's been just today, right before we actually, right before we recorded, I saw a video of a Russian soldier who had been stopped and and surrendered to people in a Ukrainian village. And they brought him like tea and brought a phone so he could call his parents, you know, and he's just a fucking kid. You know, it's like I see video of, the, of a lot of these Russian soldiers and it's like that they're not much older than my kid. You know, they're like a couple of years at the most. 
they're they're crying you know, a and, lot, and that's yeah. yeah it's, you know, I mean, the the seems to be that most of them, or many of them, in the early columns that were being sent in, were told they were going to trainings. You know, these are like one year conscripts. These are not well trained people, clearly. Um, you know, and there are a lot of Russian people right now in Russia being deeply brutalized by the sanctions that are that are now in place. You know, they have no money. They have no anything. All of fucking war sucks in a lot of ways. There's also a lot of Russians who who turned out on the street. Yeah. Even though they knew they'd be arrested for doing so to protest the war. And continue to. Thousands. Yeah, there's a lot of courage being shown. A lot. And here, people are upset about wearing a little mask. Yeah, no fucking shit. No shit. But Maureen, it is a very stressful time. Certainly if you have family in Ukraine or in, you know, pretty much all of Eastern Europe or in Russia or anywhere, like we're thinking about you uh, and and the stress that you're under. Uh, you know, if you're in Texas, Jesus, we are definitely thinking about you. It is a stressful time. And Maureen, it was a stressful time last week as well. Mm-hmm. And that's when we re-enrolled in Says Who You, our initiative to take just 15 minutes or more away from the news every day, to unplug, to take a moment for yourself, to reboot, to learn something new, to do whatever. How have you been spending your says who you, Maureen? Well, I went to Central Park. Yeah, you did. Um, got my got my planners here, Danny. Yes, planners. And oh yeah. All my stuff, my things, and my lists, all my things, Dan. Been organizing. I've got it all under control. <laughs> I would say our weather has been getting better and I have been very purposefully and thinking about says who you as I do it been going outside for about a half an hour of walking in the middle of the day. I don't bring headphones like I'm just like I'm just going to walk, look around, get my shoes fucking wrecked by mud. It's real muddy here right now, but it's nice. Uh, But yeah, it's been good in that like for me in that way of just like I'm stepping back for a minute. Uh, people in the Facebook, Janice sent me an update today. Things that says who you things people have posted fiber blending, whatever that yeah, is. I saw that. Watercolor painting, drawing, playing Stardew Valley, one of the best ways to escape in the world, and doing some deep cleaning. We need to do that in our house. It's not going to happen. You're looking at your planner now. You've got that I'm look. Lo- I am because I'm looking to see. I also have like I got more charts in here, Dan. So I have yeah, more charts do. that I've made. I I've like made it. myself a lot of checklists. I'm figuring it all out. You're getting it. You know what I also made yesterday, Dan, is I made what? a master packing checklist so that oh, I can nice. literally because I'm that stresses me out getting ready because mm-hmm. I'm traveling, Dan. I'm traveling. Yeah. Um. Little nerve wracked about that. Yeah, understandably. <sighs> I feel like I, I feel like I accidentally got on Space Mountain again. Oh no! Take a breath. 
Take a breath, Maureen. Says who? Mm. It's made possible by you. Mm. Through your support of mm. our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. If you give it the $5 a month level, you get access to a whole nother episode of Says Who every Sunday. If you give it the $10 a month level, we ship you a map of Says Who via, and then every month you get a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who sticker club. For $100 a month, we send you one of Dan's fingers. Only 10 of those. So please sign up immediately. That's not a thing. But you can go to patreon.com slash says who. It's all kinds of goodness over there. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that's H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook. You can share your Says Who You projects there as well at slash group slash Says Whovians. Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also the fan-run Discord server at tinyurl.com slash Says Who discord and spread the word subscribe and leave stars and reviews on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen and you can join us next wednesday march 9th for our very next episode Mm -hmm. from my basement in chicago i why do you have that look on your face no reason You you have a look on your face from my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. I'm hiding behind the microphone. Oh, damn it. <sighs> if I just keep buying planners, then everything will be fixed. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I think I just saw a spring fly off of you. <laughs> Boing. I'm just looking at all these planners. You've got them. You're planned. This, my planners have a real deck chairs of the Titanic field to band, but <laughs> by God, they're going to be the best organized deck chairs you've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. You know, like put fresh towels out as it goes down. Just just say your name and then we can be done. <laughs> From <laughs> It's been Oh, I'm, I almost swallowed some of my hair. Hold on. <laughs> Every once in a while if you inhale too deeply when you've got long hair, it goes down your throat. Uh, I know that feeling. And then you choke on it. Yeah. Ah. You want me to say something, don't you? I just want you to say where you are and your name. Mm. And then I don't I'll know. say, this has been says who, and then we'll be done. That feels too easy. It's like a scam. I know a scam when I hear one. I'm no dummy. <laughs> Maybe this week will be very chill. Mm-hmm. Right? No. It's definitely not going to be chill. From her office in New York City. That's right.
She's. I'm. Maureen. Johnson. That was good. You did a great job. And this has been Says Who. Oh, no. Ah. Oh, God. Amy Carter's shoe. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you enjoyed the speech. Oh, you bet I did. Yeah, I, I bet you did. I was under the podium did. the whole time listening. Yeah. Listening? 